Welcome to the Gut Goddess Show, a podcast for women who are fed up of being tired, bloated, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. This is for you if you're ready to create a better belly and gut health, balance your hormones, and create a more peaceful, happier mind. I'm Kezia Hall, your host, holistic nutritionist, coach, mom to young kids, trauma thriver, science and holistic geek, and this show explores my three-part methodology, the three F's for feeling good, food, feelings, and function. So if you're ready to create pain-free periods or ditch the toilet, food, and IBS drama and just create a normal, joyful relationship with your body and with the food that you eat without overwhelm, restriction, or crazy health obsession, this is the podcast for you and I am so glad that you are here. Let's get started with today's episode. This week, we are talking about how can we make healthy food and healthy eating easier and quicker? How can we take the pressure off? How can we make it feel less overwhelming? How can you feel like eating well is doable, sustainable? How can you make it consistent? How can you just feel really good about the way that you're eating without it didn't meal times and lunch times feeling really stressful? I'm sharing with you some of the key tips and strategies that I utilize, that I share with my clients, so that food, eating healthy food, can just feel easier and less of a big stress. Because that would be good, wouldn't it? Like eating food can be stressful. Three meals a day, three or four meals a day, especially if you're cooking for other people as well. It can just feel like a lot. That's normal. And so we're going to dive into how to make that easier. Okay. And before we dive into that, I hope you are doing well. I am recording this and we are just on the cusp of it becoming September, which, you know, so changes in the air. I I really love this time of year. I just feel like it's like a little new year start, fresh start, back to school, all the vibes, which is fun. Although I've just been recovering from some terrible sickness of gastro that me and my whole family had. So that's been miserable. And I missed my triathlon. So <laughs> I should have been giving you an update about how the triathlon went, but I was sick. So I didn't do it, which is gutting. But silver lining, I did find another race that I'm doing as, as of recording this in about a week's 10 days time. So I will get to do my training won't go to waste. I will get to do a triathlon, similar length, standard length triathlon. Um, it's in the borders of Scotland, so it's not too far away. And I think it should be really beautiful. So I'm really excited again. I was totally gutted to be ill, not fun. Um, but then when I discovered this, I was like, oh, yes. It's like everything's just working out for me. It's so good. That is a belief I have in my life, that good things follow me. Things are working out for me. And it serves me really well. <laughs> Side note. So um, that, other than that, I'm excited about September now that I've gotten over feeling ill. Um, And also I thought I'd start a new like weekly feature. So with the podcast, I, this podcast really focuses about food, about feelings and about function. So each week I thought I'd give you like a weekly update about these areas. So just like updates and happenings and thoughts and musings around each of these kind of foundations really of the work that I do as a holistic nutritionist, how I treat my body, the work that I do with my clients. So a food update. If you didn't know, I have removed eggs from my diet after doing a recent food intolerance test. I'm very sad about it. I miss eggs, um, but I'm, I don't have any digestive issues. I don't have IBS. I don't have bowel issues. Although I have to say I, my bowels and my Um, not really my bloating, I haven't been bloated, but my bowels have been a little bit weird. I 
caught obviously this recent gastro bug and a couple a month or so ago I had another bug that my son had just like a little bit of diarrhea that I got sorry TMI or never TMI with me really is it um and it's not quite been the same since so I did want to do a little bit of checking in there and um, also but I was thinking more about it in terms of my mental health and if um just re- reducing inflammation would help my mind so I removed eggs I'll do I'll talk more about that and how I feel. So I'm probably, what, about a week, two weeks into no eggs. And it's hard, not gonna lie. I love eggs. I literally would eat, used to eat about three eggs a day. So, and just put eggs in everything. (sighs) So, but we'll see. I'm, uh, you know, I want to feel good. I get to feel good. I'm allowed to feel good. And if eggs aren't going to help me to feel good, then I don't need to have them. Like, I'm good with that. Uh, Feelings. So as of recording this, we are in Pisces full moon. You might not know what that means. That's okay. I always just feel like full moons are big. There's just a lot of feelings in full moons. And I was actually just chatting to a client today about feeling our feelings. And that's an important thing that comes up when all my client work in my own life, making some time to feel your feelings. So I've made some time to do that this evening. I'm going to go for a swim. I'm going to journal. I've got some journal prompts here to just see what's going on, see what I'm feeling, because that's important. You know, it's so important that we feel our feelings. The body remembers everything. And your feelings, I always think about your feelings being like, they need to be digested like food. But most of the time, we just push them down, repress them down, we eat them away, we numb them out, we drink them away. And that causes a lot of health issues. Whereas if you can just feel them, if you can release them, if you can poop them out, then actually, honestly, it will really help your health. So I'm going to be doing some of that this week. And function. I So to a reminder, food and feelings is pretty self-explanatory. The function part is really about how is the body functioning, about lab testing, about some of the practical workings of our bodies, of female bodies. And so this week I was actually going through some lab tests for clients, uh, gut tests, one of the most common tests that I do. And we were talking about some sp- how to increase a specific family of bacteria for this client because she was really, really lacking in it. And that was going affecting her symptoms, her IBS, her bowels, all these kinds of things. So um, really understanding how your gut microbiome works is just so powerful. So those are my little updates. If you are needing some help and support, I am taking on new clients right now. The best place to begin is to go to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in a free clarity call, um, and we can just figure out what's going on. There's no pressure to work with me. You don't have to decide on the call. It's really you about getting all the information of what's going on in your body and how we could work together. I now offer two ways of working with me. I've got my Well Woman Accelerator, which is a four-month program, really in-depth a lot of support. And I also have Root, which is a shorter program and therefore a lower investment. So wherever you're at, if you're thinking about working with me, if you've been struggling, book your call, keziahall.com forward slash book. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to know more about what's going on with you. Nothing is TMI for me. You can tell me all about your poop, all about your periods, all about your weird fungal genital rash that you don't know what's going on. I've literally heard it all before. Your anal itching, like parasites, like all the things. Totally in a day's work for me. I would love to chat with you. And on and on the topic of anal itching, let's get on with today's episode.
Today, I want to dive into how can we make healthy food and healthy eating easier and quicker. I touched on this a couple of weeks ago when I talked about how I stay healthy as a busy mom and business owner and someone who's been doing a lot of therapy and training for a triathlon and <laughs> doing all the things. Um, but I want to dive a little bit more specifically into food today. And I want to share with you some of the, the three things um, or the three areas that you really need to get clear on in order to make food and eating healthy feel easier. Because here's the honest, the honest truth. I don't know if that's a very good phrase. But the reality is, um, if you want to change the way you eat, then you're saying you want to create change. Most of us find change uncomfortable. Most of us need support in creating change. Most of us struggle to create change. And change, and change you could say another way, is creating new habits, creating new routines. This is why we you need to just give yourself permission to get support, whether it's working with me, whoever it is. If you're wanting to get rid of your IBS, work on your periods, have a nice, easy, breezy menopause, you are going to need support because essentially you're saying, I want change. I want different routines. I want different habits. I want something different. And some people don't need support, but majority of people do. Majority of people need support, right? So just give yourself permission, whatever that looks like. Slight tangent, but how can you get more support this week? That's a question I ask myself weekly, bi-weekly basis. What would more support look like? And that sometimes looks like really practical childcare, babysitting, discussing stuff with my partner. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. Sometimes it looks like taking time away, you know, supporting my business. So, like, And sometimes it's, it's other aspects of life. So, and sometimes it's making a plan. You know, I... Um, wasn't always in the position where I could afford full-time childcare or, you know, so you make a plan forward. And even now, actually, we don't have full-time childcare. Anyway, so support is required because when you're wanting to eat healthier, say at the moment, you're just like, Kezia, I don't eat really bad, but I know I feel better when I don't eat gluten, but I just, for the life of me, cannot get removed gluten from my diet. I just don't feel like I have time or space. And I just end up eating like lots of carbs. It makes me feel really bloated and awful. And I know it's not good for me, but it feels so hard. Like food is, is feels just so hard to do. And I also want to give you another honesty reality check. I talk to, I say this to my clients all the time. A lot of my clients feel overwhelmed with food, especially if they are in charge of food in their household. And there's multiple people in their household, whether it be kids, people they're caregiving, whatever. It can, and sometimes it stops people working with me because they're like, I literally, I want to work with you, Kezia, but I can't. Changing the way, like food already feels so overwhelming and you're, I, I can't make any changes there. And I just want to point out, if you feel that way, it's because you need support. My job is to make your life easier. So I'm just thinking of a client right now that came to me, she had four kids and a really full life, um, drop-offs, all the things, work, all the things. And she was, and what we worked on with her is actually, she just had this idea of like, right, I'm coming to it with Kezia. I've spent all this money. I need to change every single thing about what I eat, what the family eats, empty out all the cupboards. Like, you know, the whole dieting, throw everything in the bin, that sort of mentality. And I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow down. You are feeding, including yourself, six people every day, three to four times a day. You're doing that seven days a week. 
And that's what she chose to do in the arrangement of her household. That wasn't an assumed thing. It wasn't like, she's a woman, so she cooks. She actually liked food. She liked being in charge of it. She chose that. It was an empowered choice that she made, which is, I mean, that's a whole other topic, (laughs) which I will do at some point around agreements in your relationship and how that affects your health, because it does. Um, So she wanted to do it, but it's just reality. She fed six people three to four times a day, seven days a week. That's a lot of meals. Even if we just think three meals a day, for six people. Okay, so that's like 24 plates of food, for example. A few times that by seven, I'm not very good at maths, but that's over 140. (laughs) It's a lot. So first of all, it's okay if food actually feels overwhelming. I know you might not expect to hear that from me. I'm just like, it's so easy breezy. And I'm going to talk about how to make it easier. But we need to give food more respect in our lives and it does take up headspace and it but it is important it's literally the material that your body is made up of is from the food that you consume so it it, it's it's important if we don't eat we die so it's important so therefore it should that should be reflected in the time and headspace if that makes sense if it wasn't important if it didn't really matter, then, you know, it's not going to take up a lot of time and space. So first of all, if you're finding it overwhelming and hard, that's okay. I also have found it overwhelming and hard, especially since I've had kids. There's now five people in my household. My kids eat tons of food. I want my, I have quite specific boundaries that I have around food for myself, for my family. And I also have a lot going on. So I need things to feel easy, to feel light. And I'm going to talk about the strategies that I use. So that number one, that's okay. But also, yes, you can make that easier, but it's also okay that it's hard because the food that you eat, that your kids eat, that your partner eats, that your family, whoever you look after, whoever's in your household eats, really matters. The food you eat really matters. It is the fabric, it is the material, along with water, that your body is made up of. You, the food that you consume can either help you become the person you want to be and feel and help you feel the way you want to feel, or it's going to harm you and help make you feel the way you don't want to feel. Anxious, depressed, sluggish, brain fogged, all these kind of things. And I'm a holistic nutritionist, so you know, actually a lot of what I talk about on this podcast isn't all food. I talk about the nervous system, relationships, breathing, having a healthy relationship with food, not being obsessed with food. Like, you know, I would say right now in my own relationship with food, I'm really learning to be, I'm probably like the most um, relaxed around food that I've ever been. Like last night, I went out for a wine with a friend, one of my best friends, oldest friends, and had crisps. And I was like, I was just, and just because I fancied it in the moment, and I was like, you know what, I never eat crisps. I fancy wine and crisps, let's go for it. Great. And then I was just driving home being like, this is incredible. Now, crisps aren't great for you. They're full of hydrogenated fat. They're deep fried. They have a lot of inflammatory seed oils in. They're not a great choice. I'm not pretending they are. But it's that ease I'm having around food and that relaxedness and just the pleasure. And to be fair, I can get away with that because I've got like literally a decade worth of really reducing the inflammation, supporting my... um, totally transforming my gut microbiome, changing my own brain, changing my hormones, transforming my skin, reducing my joint pain. Like I've got, I've done a lot of work to get to this point. 
But it's just been so fun to just have, to really care about food and have all this information that I have, all this research that I have, all the education that I have, and also have a really relaxed relationship with food as well. And that's really always the goal with my clients. And everyone's different and everyone needs different things at different seasons. I've definitely had seasons of needing to be more um, strict with my food um, because of gut protocols and all these kind of things. But anyway, I feel like that's a side note, but I was just reveling in that last night of like, this is so fun. It's so fun when your body, you feel like you're working with your body, like your body is your teammate. It's your friend. It's like, you're not trying to like remove and restrict and be really harsh and fight against. You're just like in it together. And that's how it feels. Anyway, so how can we make this feel easier? Because we've established there's a lot of food going on. There's a lot of meals. There's a lot of eating and that food is really important. But what are some of the strategies? What do I do to make it feel easier? Because I can definitely, even recently, I've definitely felt overwhelmed just with like meals. Also, there's the the added layer. I've got young kids. So there's also this added layer of like, what will they eat? Are they going to throw it on the floor? (laughs) all of those fun things. And also I have quite specific criteria for my young kids as their brain is developing. I'm wanting to nourish their brain, give them the right nutrients, fats, proteins, carbs, as they're in this really important stage of growth. Um, Support their immune system. My son's just started school. So there's a whole new set of germs and bacteria and viral exposure he's going to be exposed to. I, you know, I'm, I'm, really aware of all this kind of thing. You might be like, oh my gosh, but this is how my brain works. So how do we make it easier? Okay, first thing, before you get into some of the practical stuff, you need to decide what is your main resource right now. And I'm going to talk about this in a really black and white terms. It's not 100% black and white, but for the sake of helping you, you need to decide, it can help to look at this in a more black and white way. So you need to decide on your main resource. And I always think about time versus money when it comes to food. So with food, you can either spend more time um, finding good deals, going to different shops to get, you know, because, you know, organic rice is cheaper here. Meat is cheaper here. Berries is cheaper here. You go to the market for here. You do some of this online. So you can spend more time in order to save money or you spend more money to save time. You buy pre-chopped onions, which are more expensive per 100 grams. You buy pre-chopped vegetables. You do all your food at one shop because it's just easier, even though you know it would be cheaper to get eggs from this place. But you you focus on what is going to save you time and you probably spend more money. You will spend more money getting a really good quality ready meal with whole food ingredients that's not got tons of crap in like, for example, here in the UK, you get a ready meal called, um, was it Charlie Bingham? This isn't an advert. Um, but I sometimes will have one of their curries because when I look at the ingredients, there's like dairy in there and there's some things that aren't great. But generally speaking, when I look at the ingredients, it has all the things I would expect to see in a curry, right? It's got chicken. It's got spices. It's got rice. There's a couple of things that aren't perfect. I'm not saying it's the most perfect meal ever, but that will literally be twice the price of another curry not maybe as well branded, that's got a lot more seed oils in, a lot more rubbish, and a lot more of just extra random stuff that I don't know what it is. When I look at the ingredients list, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know why it's in a curry. I don't, I can't even pronounce it. I wanted to hop in here to tell you about Root. Root is my brand new two-week 
private one-to-one program where you get a really clear plan of action based on your body, your life, your lab data, your symptoms. You will leave knowing what to eat, what supplements may help and what lifestyle shifts to focus on so that you see some big shifts and changes in your symptoms in the following three to six weeks. This is the perfect place to start if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you tried lots of stuff that hasn't worked and you have no idea to begin. If that's you, start here with the Root Program. I would love to help you and it's also a great way to work with me without having to invest higher amounts of money and it starts from just £695 and there's payment plans available. So if you're interested in getting that bespoke one-to-one support so that you can make some big shifts, figure out what your root causes are, learn what to eat, what to supplement, what to really focus on to see incredible changes, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book just to book your free call with me. This doesn't commit you to anything. You don't have to sign up to anything on the call. It's just that I can find out more about you and check that this is really going to be worth your while and that you're going to see some incredible results. I would love to work with you and get started. So go to keziahall.com forward slash book today and I'd love to chat with you soon. Okay, let's get back to the show. But it's, it's a bigger co- it's higher cost. Or if we think about it, if you've heard of HelloFresh, HelloFresh is a food subscription that gets sent to your house and the opposite, so that will be, I've never done HelloFresh, but I've always done Mindful Chef. When the girls were born, when I had twins, I did Mindful Chef, which is a better quality food delivery system where you get more protein, you get... Um, whole grain carbs, it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, there's always a source of protein. It's re- it's a really good, as from a nutritionist perspective, I don't get sponsored by them, but I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's really good, like the quality that you get sent. They also do ready meals, really good quality. I've used them a lot since having the girls when I immediately had them as part of my postpartum care plan for myself, just for quick and easy things and no decision. But if you're comparing recipe boxes, Mindful Chef is much more expensive than HelloFresh. Okay, because you're getting better quality, you know, all of these kinds of things. So it's really important. First, you need to decide time versus money. What resource do you have more of? You might not have abundantly more money than you do time, but you might have a bit more money. Or what's your priority can be another way of saying it. Because you might be like, Kezia, I don't have time and I don't have money. Okay, then what is your priority for saving right now? So when I had um, a two-year-old and newborn twins, my priority was saving time and to be honest, supporting my mental health. That was my priority. I didn't just, you know, I was on maternity leave and I'm self-employed, I run a business. I didn't just have, you know, money appearing out of my butthole. I had my savings. I'd, I, you know, I have to save for my maternity leave because no one else is paying me. <laughs> So I had savings. So it's not like I had loads of money, but I made the priority that my mental health and my brain and my I, I didn't have time. So I was going to be spending more money. So I didn't necessarily just find more money. I reorganized my finances to make space because the priority was saving time. The priority was postpartum care. The priority was my mental health. So we shuffled some things around to have more money, to find more money for to make food easier. Because why? Food is important. It's important. You spend money on mortgages and on rent because we know shelter is important. Food is also important as well. So really get decide on what is your main resource? What do you have more of, time or money? What is your priority for saving right now, time or money? Because that will influence how you shop, where you shop, what you eat, how you eat. 
you know? So if I'm wanting to save time, but not money, if I, then a really easy meal is like salmon fillets and a stir fry mix with some stir fry sauce. But that's probably not the cheapest meal I could have. A cheap, if I was focused on saving money, then it might be things like buckwheat pasta with homemade pesto. That might be cheaper for me to do, but it's gonna take more time because I need to hand make the pesto. I need to cook the pasta. You know, all of these things. So what is your main resource? What is your priority? You need to get clear on that. And neither isn't a proper response. That's like a cop-out answer. That's you not taking responsibility for your choices and for your life. I get that money can feel hard and I get that your time can feel pressed. Honestly, having to pay for childcare for my three kids for several years, the amount of money that we, like I get the money thing and I get the time thing. (laughs) I really do. And so, but to take, don't be the victim you do have choices there. You might not have infinite choices and you might not be able to like hire a personal chef. That's okay. But there might be a little bit of wiggle room. So that's the first thing. The next thing, which is really helpful to do is bulk and batch making. So for example, having, and this this doesn't mean, you know, you see some stuff online on Pinterest. It's like every week I spend two hours and I make this many things, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. You don't actually have to do that. You don't have to like spend two hours on a Saturday to do it. Although if that rhythm works for you, go for it. But really get into the habit of, so every week there's things that I batch make that I'm just in the habit of doing. So I often make some sort of like baked oats every week for an easy breakfast for me, easy snacks for the kids. Once a month, I make some sort of like bone broth that I just make tons of in the instant pot and it goes in the freezer. And then at least once a week, one of my main meals, like so last week it was a shepherd's pie type thing like a Kezia version (laughs) I made two of those so once a week with one of my dinners I always make two so last week I made two shepherd's pie one for that evening one to go in the freezer the previous week I think I made I don't know bolognese you know every week I'm making one thing in batch at least ideally two but I think it's to be realistic just starting to so say you're making a curry tomorrow make double of it, add in more chicken, more veg, more sauce. And then before you serve it up, portion it out, put it in the freezer, put it in the fridge. So that when you do have really busy days, when you are like finishing work and you've got half an hour, 15 minutes to make dinner before you need to go out the door, whatever it is, or you just have stressful days, days that you just know you're tired and stressed and you don't want to cook, you just take something from the freezer. I have gone through different phases with of this and I go through different seasons at the moment. I just tend to batch something once a week. But I think this time last year, I was doing once a month. I was batch kind of cooking like 10 meals. And what I mean by that is what, because I have an instant pot, what I would do is I would put all the ingredients in a bag, freeze them, not cook them. I wouldn't even cook it. And I will probably do this again at some point because it, it was more expensive because I was eating, it was more meat heavy. It was easier to do this with meat. Um, but I was still in that postpartum time. So I was deliberately eating more meat. So again, I was spending more money, but saving lots of time. I was spending more money on meat, good quality meat, but I would just get the raw ingredients for say a curry, put them in a bag with the raw meat, freeze it, and then put that frozen bag in the instant pot, turn it on and that would be dinner cooked and I'd just cook some rice with it. So I was doing that probably this time last year. And so I would, it would I timed it. It took me an hour to assemble. I wasn't really cooking. I was assembling like 10 meals and I that would do me for the month. 
like not that obviously there's like 30 meals in a month or whatever, but that would, I would go have a couple of those each week, sorted, take out the freezer, dump it in the instant pot, boom, serve it with rice, serve it with pasta, serve it with whatever, and you're done. So finding your rhythm, there's loads of different strategies. You can do the weekend batching where you spend two hours and you just batch lots of stuff. That's what I used to do when I ran like a membership and a meal plan membership. You can do it where you pick one or two meals a week and you just make twice of it and freeze some, keep some in the fridge. But really thinking about what can you bulk and batch because if you're making curry for four, it's really not that hard to make curry for six. It's literally, it's just getting into the habit of doing it. So batching and bulking, really, really helpful too. Even if it's just once a month, you bake something and you put them in the fridge and that's what you snack on in the evening. You can start really small with this, but it's so helpful. It will save you time and often it saves you money as well because you have to be a bit more organized. Where people waste and spend a lot of money is unplanned food, unplanned cooking, last minute things, not planning meals, just grabbing stuff from the shop. The more organized you are, you can actually save money, I have noticed. So that's the second thing. So number one, what's your main resource? Time versus money, or what's the priority? Number two is bulking and batching. And if, you, if you're if you new to this, pick one thing. It might just be you start making your own naked bars so that you don't just eat hobnobs at work. You, bat, you just batch those once a month, freeze them, make like 20 of them or 30 of them. And then you just take one out of the freezer. I've done that with my son going to school. She can't have nuts, so he can't take naked bars or the usual snacks I batched made last week. Basically like naked bars, with, but with seeds. And so in the freezer, I've got like 15, 20 of these. So every morning when I'm making his pet lunch, his snack is these like seed balls, chocolate seed balls, goes into a snack pot, boom, done. So I'll probably batch make those once a month so that he has some healthy snacks for school. So next thing is aiming for progress, not perfection. So you're really thinking about when it comes to food, what is a better option, not the perfect option? Because I've worked with so many clients now, this just comes up time and time again. People, we're talking about food, we're talking about meal times, talking about what to eat, options, meal plan, you know, all that sort of stuff with clients. And essentially what I realize is they are unknowingly aiming for the perfect option. So if we go back to that story, remember at the beginning, the client I had with four kids, she was getting really stressed out and feeling quite overwhelmed because she thought she needed to change all her family's dinners, every single thing about it. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Tell me what your fam- what are your regular family meals? What are like the things you can make that, you know, people like you've got a food budget for that feel good. Tell me what those are and let's just make them slightly better. You don't need to scrap them. You don't need to stop them completely. You don't need to think of a whole new set of family meals, a whole new thing. Let's just, how could we make them better for you and your health goals? Okay, let's, let's, okay, so you do pasta bake. Okay, let's tweak that. How could we make that better for you? Okay, right. For this client, she needed to go gluten-free. Great, so how could, why don't we just make that gluten-free and how can we add some more protein into that? Yeah, let's make, add some, why don't we add some fish on the side, a salmon of, uh, a salmon fillet for you on the side. Great, does that feel easy? Yeah, yeah, it feels easy. Is it the most perfect, the most optimal food dinner choice she could make on the planet? No. But is it better than what she was doing and going to help her to get to her goals? Yes. So you don't always need to go for aim for absolute perfection. And this is a big one with meal, like 
your dinners as well. I see this most with dinners where people are like, I just need to scrap everything, change everything. I need to change my breakfast. I need to change everything about that. Eat. I need to chuck out all the food in my cupboard. No, you probably just need to like make it slightly better. So say you have porridge. You know, you could still have porridge, but maybe you switch to gluten-free oats if you were working with me and you have IBS and you tell me how tired you are and you have awful periods and you've got eczema. Maybe we'd switch that to gluten-free oats and we'd add some collagen to that and some almond butter. So we've just made it slightly better. You're still making porridge in the morning. You're just adding two extra things. Really not that difficult. Is it the most perfect breakfast for you on the planet? Maybe not, but it's better. And can it still help you get to where you want to be and reach your goals? Yes. Perfection around food is not required for you to hit your goals. It's not required for you to feel good. You do not need to eat perfectly in order to heal your hormones and heal your relationship with food and heal your anxiety. And you actually don't, but you probably do need to make things slightly better. Just tweak some things. So, and often people don't actually make any consistent changes or any sustainable changes because without knowing it, they're really aiming for perfection with their meals, the most perfect meals. They're trying to do too much, trying to change every single mealtime that they have, every single dinner. The, you know, the template that they currently have, they're trying to chuck that out and start afresh. You actually don't always need to. Sometimes you do, and if you and if that's the case, then you need support in doing that for sure. But a lot of the time, you just need to make it a bit better. So really looking, okay, am I aiming for like things to be perfect? And instead of that, how can I make my food choices a bit better? Oh, you know, it might be things like, oh, Kezi's always talking about like protein. Okay, maybe I'll add some collagen powder to my coffee in the morning. Oh, Kezi's talked about Omega-3s. Oh, I like tinned fish. Let's just add some tinned fish to what I normally have for lunch. Let's just add some of that. Let's add some seeds in. Let's just add in a smoothie. Let's just add some nut butter to my porridge. Like whatever it is, aiming for progress, not perfection is the goal here. And as part of that, this might also be giving yourself permission to make it easier. Like buy the pre-chopped onions, buy the butternut squash that's already peeled and chopped for you. Um, go with a meal, uh, like a meal recipe, a a delivery box, whatever it's called, like Mindful Chef. Give yourself permission in your budget, in your life to have that delivered to you two, three, four times a week so you don't have to decide. Give yourself permission to um, buy more convenient time-saving foods. How could you make it better and how could you make it easier when it comes to food? really, really helpful to look at. Like it might be that your kids say you have a family and you they like chips and sausages and beans. Okay. Like don't make that wrong. Maybe just buy really good quality sausages from like straight from the farm and like, like just to improve that and maybe get some chips that don't have sunflower oil on. Or like your way to improve that is to do homemade chips if you can or not, you know, just really taking the pressure off to make everything perfect. I know for me, it's very easy because this is my job as a nutritionist. I can easily put pressure on myself to like be the, to just eat perfectly healthy all the time because otherwise I feel like I'm being a hypocrite and everyone, you know, you can, you can see how I could get in my head about that. So I often have to say, how could this be easier? How can I eat in a way that's really aligned with my values and my education and what I know is going to help me? 
And also, how can it be easier? How can I take the pressure off? Also, you might need help. Maybe you need to get partners involved, other people involved. You don't know we need to cook all the meals, get someone else to cook them. Like whatever it is, how could it be easier for you? What would make it feel easier? Is a really, really important one. And make sure you're really not aiming for perfection because it's not required. It really isn't. And actually, bonus tip, you need to plan your meals. I knew I was forgetting something. (laughs) Planning. I know it's boring. Planning your meals is boring. I don't like it. It's not like the joy of my week. I'm not like, woohoo, I'm so excited to plan seven meals. I'm not. But I know it takes the stress off. It takes the stress away. It makes my life easier. It feels easier. So tonight, what's our meal? Baked potatoes. That's what my diary says. It's literally in my Google calendar. Dinner every day, baked potatoes. Dinner, vegetable curry. Dinner, bolognese, whatever it is. So tonight I've got baked potatoes, we've got some organic beans, I'm going to do some tuna, which we actually don't do that often, but we've got tuna and some homemade mayo and some salad. Boom. That's, so planning your meals is really, really important. If you do not plan, then you're just going to constantly be reactive and probably stressed and you're probably really stressed about food if you don't plan it because you you need to eat three times a day. So if three times a day you get lunchtime, get to lunchtime, you've not even thought about it, you've not made a plan, it's going to be really stressful. If you get to five o'clock and you've got kids at your feet or you're tired after work or you've got another place to be in 45 minutes and you haven't decided what's for dinner and you don't know what's in your cupboard, that's going to be a shit show. So do yourself a favor, be kind to yourself, plan your meals in. You can repeat them so you can make a plan Make seven meals in a week, decide on them, and then repeat it after week after week. You can do that. My mom did that growing up, which I can understand. She had four kids and was feeding them on a very small budget. So she planned and she repeated. I have a, a rough plan and I often repeat things each week, but I try and introduce new stuff ever so often when I have headspace. But you need to plan your meals if you are wanting to reduce the stress and to make life easier. Okay, so thank you for being here. I hope this has been helpful. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode. Sending you lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go to iTunes, scroll down, look at ratings and review and give me a five-star review and leave a few comments. That really helps the podcast to reach more people. And if you want to know more about anything I mentioned in the podcast, you can go to the show notes at keziahall.com forward slash blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions. And please share this podcast with anyone that you know that you find helpful. Screen share it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, put it in your WhatsApp groups, screenshot it, share it with a friend. The more people that hear about this show, the merrier, because more and more women need to know how good they get to feel. So thank you for being here and I will see you next week.